Here we go now. We're going from moonshine to talking about a team that's <laughs> been shining. There you you go. see what I did there? Uh, the Charlotte Hornets. And we got my man with the plan, Sam Farber, Hornets play-by-play announcer. You can catch him on the call right here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Sam, what's going on, baby? I'm good. I'm very curious what you guys are just talking about because whatever the ingredients were and whatever you're talking about there makes a big difference on what the conversation was. But I'll, I'll have to listen back on the podcast, I'm sure. Well, Sam, real quick, are you a moonshine guy or what? <laughs> <laughs> that you asked, Sam, that's what we're talking about. That That's what I thought maybe it was. Uh, it depends. It depends. I mean, I'm, I'm still newish to the Carolinas. I, I need to be enlightened further, I think. Yeah, them Cali guys. I don't know if they know about the shine like we do in North Carolina. Yeah, maybe not, man. So, Sam. No, no, we do not. <laughs> got the Chicago Bulls yet again, this time on the road. The last time the Hornets went there didn't turn out so well. But the last time they saw them in Charlotte and the most recent matchup, it did turn out well. Hornets get a 111-96 win. What do you foresee for this matchup tonight? What should we be looking out for? I think this one will be a good test to just, you know, how far along this team has come. You know, the first matchup you referenced out early in the season, not anywhere near as healthy as the team was the most recent time they played uh, where the Hornets got the win. So now playing them on the road, we'll, we'll get a better barometer of exactly where the Hornets are. And, you know, another win over Chicago would be a real clear sign that this team's taken a step in the right direction. Uh, Chicago has struggled despite having relatively good health. Uh, this season, all things considered, uh, to, to get to the level that they wanted to be at, for Charlotte to beat them twice in the span of a week, once home, once road, uh, that'd be impressive. And then LaMelo Ball last game, he passed Anthony Mason for the franchise's all-time lead in triple doubles. Uh, what were your thoughts just on that record in general, and uh, did you have a special call ready for that one? I didn't have one in the bag. I, it was a matter of when, not if, for sure. He also ties the family record, by the way, uh, tying his brother Lonzo for most career NBA triple doubles. Now I just talked to him about it, and it, it was something that you know, according to him, he, he was basically unaware of. And you know, the it, it's it's nice, it's fun to see someone who can put up those kinds of statistical accomplishments. Uh, but at the same time, you know, he, he's focused on the W's. I'm sure he would have traded in a couple of those rebounds, a few of those assists for a few more points on the board to get the win. Sam Farber joining us, Hornets play-by-play announcer on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Sam, I know the Hornets lost to the Bucks. I did not expect them to go up there and win by 30 like the last time they went up there. Chris Middleton back in the lineup. Giannis was not going to go for under 10 points again. But even with the loss, they've been playing well. Why do you think they've been playing so well? What are some of the things that you've noticed specifically as to how they've been able to get and rack up some of these wins? It's health. It's health. This team is healthy or at least healthy adjacent for for the first time in a long time and been able to string together consistent runs with the same starting five with similar rotations coming off the bench. Um, and, and these are high-quality players. You know, the, the team has certainly bolstered its depth with the amount of minutes that a lot of the young guys got that maybe they otherwise wouldn't have gotten quite as early. Um, but, but at the end of the day, you want to be able to lean on some of those veterans who you've brought here for a reason. And so to see them all play together, see these kind of results stack on top of each other, quality wins over teams like Atlanta and Miami and Chicago, these are the teams that you want to be competing with to jockey for a playoff position. And, and even though all those injuries early in the season uh, put the Hornets behind the eight ball for for the majority of this season, you know, it still is something, you know, to 
to set the tone at least for the future here that yeah this squad this core is capable of beating these kinds of teams consistently so you know whether or not it'll end up uh, helping this team springboard towards a playoff run that that remains to be seen um but at the very least we're getting a good sample size here of what this team is capable of when they're healthy and i don't think i mean you know, Wes, you and me are, you know, after watching that Niners-Eagles game, you know, we, we know it wasn't the Niners were an inferior team. The Eagles, they didn't have quarterbacks. So I'd say the same thing for the Hornets. It, it says less about how good the Hornets were. It says how injured they were that they're where they are right now in the standings. Well, and, and some of the, the players that they've had to rely on come from their bench, and Mark Williams has continued to be a guy that has really played well ever since entering the rotation. One of five from the field against the Bucks, but we see his defensive prowess. Usually the field goal percentage is way higher than that. And you see a 75% free throw percentage. That's right on par with what he did last year. Sam, I look at him compared to some of the other big guys that came out of this draft, and they got playing time earlier on in Jalen Duran and Walker Kessler. But I think Mark Williams has been very effective, especially defensively, just altering shots ever since he has entered the rotation. I don't think there's any reason for people to worry about Mark. What about you? What have you seen from his game? 1,000%. I mean, I I understand the Rising Stars rosters came out and Mark Williams is not on it. I thought he had a chance, but, you know, it didn't end up coming to be. If you look at the guys who made it, and particularly the Bigs, they're all in the top 12 amongst the rookies for points per game. And, and I think, you know, availability, amount of games played, that should factor in. So, you know, I'm, I'm not discrediting them in any way, shape, or form. But if you look at stats per 36 minutes, Mark Williams isn't just better than those two. He's better than all but, like, three or four rookies, like Benedict Matherin, Paolo Bancaro, that's about it. After them, uh, it comes to Mark Williams on points per 36 minutes. So he's been very efficient and effective out there on the floor. I think this team has brought him along at a really nice pace. And, you know, who, who's to say if he had started from day one, could he have put up the same kind of quality and quantity of numbers? I wouldn't put it past him. He's an extremely talented player. Um, but at the same time, I think what we're seeing from him now, I think we should take that as proof that he is being brought along at the right pace and, and will help him in the long run. Sam, real quick before we get out of here, we've seen Mason Plumlee just absolutely go ham over the last month or so. We've seen Mark Williams come on. But as we get closer to the All-Star break, who's been the biggest surprise player to you on this Hornet squad? Ooh, biggest surprise, man. That's a good question. I, you know, let, let's go with Mark because, you know, it, when, you, when you put a rookie in, you, you just you don't know. You know, you have hopes. Uh, clearly, his you know physical attributes are unique even for the NBA. Um, and he was a productive player in college. And I, I think sometimes we get caught up in the physical you know uh, capabilities and focus not enough on what they were actually able to accomplish. Mark accomplished a lot in college, but it's such a difficult transition, particularly for big. So uh, I'm not going to say I'm shocked, but I am impressed with how quickly he's caught on. And I'm very hopeful for what he'll be able to do in these final 30 games of this season and for years and years to come for Team Teal. That's Sam Farber, voice of the Charlotte Hornets. You can hear him on Sports Radio 92.7 FM calling the Hornets and the Bulls tonight. At eight, Sam, we appreciate it, man. I appreciate you guys too. Uh, and for the, us 49ers fans, as many quarterbacks as possible, just get them in there. No more of this, you know. Like, I mean, we were we were one snap away from having the Zamboni driver come across the parking lot from the Flyers game to start handing off to CMCs. It, it got bad in a hurry. So 
We need quarterback. And, and get out of here. No, Carolina needs a quarterback. You can't hog all of them. <laughs> Dude, the, Pan- the Panthers need a QB, Sam. So please, stop hogging all the first-round picks, all the QBs, and give us one here in Charlotte. <laughs> deal, deal.